This is co-publisher of the Toledo City Paper, Mark Jacobs, with Judge Nicole Curry of the Toledo Municipal Court. Good morning, Your Honor. Hi, how are you, Mark? Good, thank you. I, uh, I was just, I uh, appreciate you talking with us here, and I wanted to go over uh, just a couple questions. Uh, first, uh, I, obviously the, the court has been affected by this, as everybody has. Just give us a little insight as to how the workings of the court are taking place. Here it's uh, it's Thursday, March 26th at this point when we're recording this. So if you could just give us kind of a rundown of how the court's operating. Sure. I mean, a lot has changed in a week. <laughs> you know, a week ago we thought we might still be able to conduct some hearings Um in court with some defendants entering the building and after last Thursday we realized that you know we, we just couldn't do it the risk of safety was was far too great so um, we have made us we are down to bare skeleton bones let's put it that way so what we're doing in the courthouse is there are two judges there daily um, the duties judge who is answering all motions that come through all motions are being filed electronically which were you know i i will i won't say we i'm definitely encouraging attorneys to do that because what it all comes down to is we still have to reset all of these cases um and it's nice to have the attorney's actual input on what they'd like to reset them rather than just you know pick a date sometime in you know june and and hope that that works obviously we don't want to do this again and continue this stuff again when the time comes if the date is wrong well that's um, that's true so, so you can't obviously it's some events and some other things that are going on have been canceled but the court's right. not at, at it, the court this, can't be canceled yeah so i mean i can speak for what i'm doing in my courtroom but what, what's happening on a daily basis is the duties judge is still there with his law clerk and um the courtroom four judge is there and the courtroom four judge we've been able to set up video conferencing, which we've never had at the municipal court for the Lucas County Jail before. Last week, I was the courtroom four judge, and I actually went with a very small team of people over to the jail every day, and I did custodies in the library of the jail, which, you know, was not the safest thing for all of us to do, but the Lucas County Jail was awesome. They made sure we were totally, you know, as, as sterilized as we could be. We had Lysol wipes out. We were in a room. We were definitely six feet away from everybody prosecutor, public defender, me, and then the defendants that came in and the, the staff was great, but that was a lot of work for the jail too. I mean, there's safety concerns when you've got that many people, um, outsiders in the jail and then, and, and then you've got all the defendants that you have to deal with. But the number one goal was not bringing defendants over to Toledo Municipal Court. So luckily last Friday we were able to set up video arrangements and it worked, it worked pretty well this week. Judge Burling has been doing that. And my understanding is it's, it's gotten a lot better. So the only cases that are being heard right this second on a regular basis are people in custody. So if you are, um, whether it's a trial, whether it's a pretrial, a preliminary hearing, anything of the sort, it's being done by video. Today, since I'm not the duties judge or the courtroom four judge, I'm, I go into my own courtroom and I'm continuing stacks and stacks of cases um i've got a so you mean jump start so on just my so docket you're, yeah. you're setting those to another date yeah so what what's happening is with me um my prosecutor happens to be the prosecutor who's down in courtroom three my public defender is scheduled to still come in so the three of us sit and meet 
we jump on the record in my courtroom and we go through cases. Um, for me, it's important just, you know, to make sure stuff is still being put on the record to make sure that nobody's objecting to anything to go through each case, although it's very time consuming, but to look at, you know, why this case might, maybe we set a date in late April and hope for the best, you know, maybe we set a date in May, but if not, if we continue it to June or July, then we are. There are cases that, um, my prosecutor might look at and say, you know what, this is a seatbelt ticket and this is the least of our concerns. You know, Merry Christmas, I'm going to go ahead and dismiss the case. I am also, in my courtroom, I'm calling all the private attorneys, which, believe it or not, is a task (laughs) to try to find a correct phone number and get in touch with them. But I'm calling the private attorneys and saying, hey, when can I continue this to? Is it okay if I go into June or July? I'm trying to control my schedule a little bit more because I, you know, I worry about the backlog that's going to happen, but, um, we're all working very hard. Every judge, we are definitely keeping, um, it to a minimum. We've changed, we're meeting every day, but we're doing it telephonically now. Um, but we are meeting every single day at 1130 to go over issues that come up because this is brand new territory for us, you know? So meeting, um, meeting with the other judges and talking yep, with them about how yep, to handle this situation. Meeting with, yep, meeting with the other judges and with administration every day just to make sure that, hey, this issue came up that we didn't think about. Hey, you know, just the other day I had a motion come in asking for driving privileges on a case, but it's a second offense. They have to have ignition interlock. Um, they have to have ignition interlock, so you're like, okay, but how do I get the defendant to sign the paperwork? and then get it back before I give them the driving privileges paperwork, which is a real pain because they're not allowed in the building right now. Right. So just so little questions and things that come up every day that you're like, this is what happened yesterday. How should we, I want to bring it to your attention and move forward. Um, and so when you're dealing with the, the, when you're dealing with the, you know, the rights of defendants that are right. required constitutionally and otherwise, and also dealing with what, What's required under the law? There's, in in some ways, there's no shortcuts for that. And, and that so. was that was my biggest concern from the start. I mean, it'd be real easy just to say, okay, let's just close the court down. But my, but you can't throw away the Constitution. You can't throw away, you know, the right of law. So it's like how? So so for me personally, I'm I'm doing the best I can with the attorneys to make sure that they're okay with the decisions that are being made. Um, if a deter- an attorney withdraws their time waiver, then you know what, we deal with it. And if we're out of time when they get set, then, then we deal with it. But that's why I'm trying to get a grip and get my hand on every single case that comes up. And like I said, I mean, you think it might be easy. Oh, you're just resetting all these cases. I was there from 8 o'clock until 4 o'clock on Tuesday. And I had already reset a good portion of my cases. That was just me and the prosecutor and, and the public defender going over a couple days worth of stuff. And that was straight eight hours of resetting cases. Right. So, so it's it a sounds lot like, of work. And, and it sounds know. like you're really working on uh, uh, making sure that uh, everybody's rights are, and interests are protected. And uh, I mean, it, it uh, originally, you might think, I might have thought, well, they've just kind of uh, on a skeleton staff and kind of closed down, but it sounds like there's still a lot of work that's going on and trying to keep everybody's interests in mind. Well, and, and you, you forget about, you know, I mean, we're down to, you can only pay online. I mean, we don't want to staff the clerk's office and then have people walking in off the street to pay their fines. <laughs> you know, right. I would, I would encourage people, you know what, if you have an open warrant right now, 
file a motion or have your attorney file a motion to, to get it lifted because the warrant's still active. Now, mind you, can we do that on domestic violence cases and assault cases? I don't know. You know, the answer is I don't know. The answer is if it comes in front of me, what, you know, I would probably call a prosecutor. I would call the victim's advocate. I would call the attorney. I would call everybody and say, let's see if we can talk about a phone conference about setting a bond on this case. Or let's, you know, it's just these issues that, that will come up every single day that, that we're, we're trying as a group the best we can to figure out what to do in this in a time when it, it's, you know, very troubling. But I think we have a really good system in place. I mean, we are... We're down to two judges and two law clerks, and I think, uh, you know, a handful of clerks in the building, a couple assignment commissioners. I mean, we, we, we definitely are, are getting it down now. If you do have a case for a custody, if you do have a case for a custody, they are going to be seen by video. So if you are a victim and if you are a, a, a witness and if you are an attorney, your name will be at the front door to come into the courthouse, and you do have to go through the, the front door. And let me tell you something, the guys at the front door are amazing. I mean, they're sanitizing so those every are, Those are sheriff's deputies. The that... sheriff's deputies are awesome, and, I mean, they are really, really going above and beyond and making sure everybody's safe. But, you know, they're the first people that you come into contact to. So we're just, we're, I, I think, the community is rallying together so much right now, and I think that they are trying to do the best thing, you know, aside from people who refuse to stay home. <laughs> um, well, it certainly sounds like that. Yeah. I, I, yeah everybody's and, and rallying I, together and being pretty cool. I mean, and if you're not, you know, the, 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 the regular and the good answer is, you know what, if you get a court date that you don't like, file a motion. It'll be heard. It's going to be heard right away, but file the motion. If you don't like or if you think that your uh, client's rights are, are being infringed upon for some reason, file the motion. We can't, you know, be genies in a bottle and, and guess what every single attorney is going to do. We're doing the best we can. Like I said, in my courtroom, I'm making every attempt to call attorneys, but you know what? They don't call me back. I'm setting the date, and then they can deal with it later. Um right. But well, that, you, you, you know, just have to move things forward, I think, and it sounds like you're, you're doing that in the to. fairest possible way. Absolutely, um, absolutely, and everybody always has, and there everything is online at littlemunicipalcourt.org, um, so littlemunicipalcourt.org, and and including our order right now, and then there is an emergency. There's there's actually two things on there: a request to continue a case, and and then there's also. A request for the hearing to remain the same date to expedite the hearing. So, for example, you know, you're in a domestic violence situation and you're the victim in the case and you're like, I'm not waiting until June for this case. I, I feel that there's a public safety. I feel that I'm in danger. That motion is available for a defendant, a victim, a prosecutor, or an attorney to file on to ask that the case be seen earlier. And we will look at those individually on a case-by-case -case basis to determine whether this is something worth allowing these people into the courtroom and have the hearing. So you, you have to really weigh that, obviously, yeah. given the uh, separation and stay-at-home orders and things like that. Yes, exactly. Well, exactly. Judge, let me yeah. ask you on a, on a, on a broader basis, sure. uh, even your, personally or beyond the court, um, what, uh, what is your biggest uh, concern regarding this whole situation? When it's going to end. Um, you know, I, I don't feel that we can. I think that we're doing a really good job for the court, but I, I, we can't do it forever. 
you know, we, we just can't. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, we're, we're not getting a ton of direction. You know, it would be, I think, I, I'm, from my, from my job point of view, it would be really nice if all the courts were doing the same things. I know it, I mean, if everybody could get some direction and, and be set, hey, every court is to do this, because there is a lot of confusion in the legal community. Um, I know some courts that are just still open. I know some that are, you know, doing basically what we've done, but there are some that are just open and there are people that are, they're just confused. And I, I wish and I hope, and the, the hardest thing for me is, trust me, I'm the biggest busybody there is. I hate sitting still. I need to be out doing things. And I'm making myself <laughs> sit in the house other than running to the grocery store. Um, you know, I'm at my house and, you know, go out for walks and things of the sort, but that's it. Um, I'm going to work when I'm supposed to go to work. Next week, I am the duties judge, so I will be there all week from 8.30 to 4.30. But um, that's just my the, biggest concern yeah, right the, now is just let's uns- knock it out and get it done. You know? The uncertainty and how the length of time this is going to last, we just don't know. Um, what uh, the best advice that you've heard or that you can pass on to, uh, to our listeners here? <laughs> Stay the hell home. That's good advice. That's good advice. You know, and you know what? And I'm going to tell you the other thing too, because I'm uh, my husband is is working too. He's he's one of the um, his company is one of the essential people, and you know, don't believe everything that you read. (laughs) Don't believe every. I mean, so you know, I'm getting up at four o'clock in the morning because that's what time he's getting up, and I go on my phone, and it's like you know, from one post to the next, it's it's the exact same thing being said in opposite ways. And it's like, you know, let's just, let's do our research and let's, let's listen to the experts on this and don't believe everything that you read and stop sharing information just because it says to share it and, and stop just reading the headlines, you know, read the articles and, and let's, let's forget all the bipartisan crap and just knock this thing out and get it done. And we need everybody's cooperation to do so. I mean, that's, that's where I am. Let's just get it, let's get it done and over with, and then we can move on. No, I agree, and I think that's great advice. Um, and last, I'll ask you how uh, any any tips for how you're keeping yourself occupied, entertaining yourself. Any books, movies, uh, anything you're you're looking at? Until Monday. Uh, I worked every day still last week. And then, so Monday I had off and yesterday I had off and my house is absolutely immaculate. I will tell you that. <laughs> but if you haven't, oh my God, the world's most guilty pleasure is the Tiger King on Netflix. It is the mo- it's like watching a terrible car crash, but it's, it, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, I, my husband was like, Hey, let's, uh, I want you to watch this. I'm like, this sounds ridiculous. I'm not watching it. And by the end of the first episode, I, I just, I was like, I need to see more. <laughs> so if you want some just completely mindless uh, entertainment that you just sit there with the big, you know, what the hell did I just watch? Watch the Tiger King on Netflix. <laughs> That's my plug for the show. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. And uh, hey, thank I, we you. appreciate spending some time here with uh, Nicole Corey, uh, judge in the Toledo Municipal Court, and also the founder and driving force behind Acoustics for Autism. You do a great job with that. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks. We appreciate what you do for our community. community, 
Okay. You guys were great to us. We were the last big party. Thank you all so much. It was a roaring success and can't wait to celebrate it when this is all over. Okay. Well, thank you. And uh, listen, take care of yourself, Judge. Thanks. Thanks. You too, Mark. Bye-bye.